Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing Kevin Coriel, my better half and now my business partner. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you very much, Dan. Glad to be here. <laughs> we warned him not to swear. Um, so, Kevin was not expecting to be on the podcast today, and it was actually Ilya's idea, although um, it was suggested that we talk about fishing. No, you guys want to hear about interior design. I thought Kevin, Kevin's like the perfect guest because this podcast is all about how to start an interior design business, how to get into the business, how to stay in the business, how to make money in the business. And he has been there from day one. I met him before I graduated from design school and um, not to harp on past arguments, but one of our first big fights was actually right before we, we'd just gotten married and we were moving the next day. So it was like that week the week leading up to the wedding, really, and I'm packing all my stuff. We were going to move to Austin. Kevin was going to go to University of Texas. I did, actually. He did go to University of Texas. Go, go Horns. Go Longhorns. And I um, I had my school portfolio, and I had you know projects. My final project as a senior in interior design, and I was so proud of it. It was, re- it was a color texture pattern board for a commercial project that was our final exam. It was a museum and um, I had done this board that was far more abstract than most that I had done because it was really just about the textures and the colors and the materials we were selecting. So it was really kind of nondescript, but it was like art to me. It was different colors of marble layered with the wallpaper and carpet and things. And he said, why are you taking that? I said, why? This is a color texture pattern board. And he said, that looks like something I could do in the fourth grade. Oh, those were fighting words, right? I mean... Well, not to put too fine a point on it, I actually said the sixth grade. (laughs) Anywho, Kevin and I have been together for over 30 years. We've been married almost 29 years. And he really has been there. He's been, I just, in fact, I, I, I graduated with a design degree, but I had a few electives to finish, you know, right after I met him. Um, and then we, I mean, six months we were engaged, we got married and we moved to Texas and that's where I had my big first design job. So he has been there through all of it. Um, and again, a little more backstory. We moved to Austin you know, and and I've talked about expressions. That was the first company that I worked at and was killing it. You know, top sales, top designer, um, was getting to see behind the scenes. I was, I mean, I had accolades, you know, across the country. People knew me in that company as, you know, the lead designer. There was 80 something stores. So, you know, I was all, you know, (laughs) on my high horse, just thinking I was the best. Well, kind of was, right? No, (laughs) but we, had our first son and I, you know, I had my maternity leave and I went back the first day after being gone for six weeks and I walked in the door and my not so tactful boss didn't say, how's the baby? Welcome back. She just said, don't get comfortable. You might be switching desks. And by the way, you're late. And I was maybe two minutes late. I was so miserable. Then my boss yelled at me because I had the gall to place my breast pump, which was all wrapped up in a little suitcase and everything, but back in the back office where he sat, there's no other place to put it. I'm not going to put it on the sales floor, but he, he was disgusted by it. And I thought, what 
am I doing? I chose this degree. I chose this career because I wanted to have freedom and I wanted to have a career that I could work from home and that I got to choose and that I could have kids and, you know, be there to watch them grow and to, to parent. And I, I was devastated because here I was thinking, you know, I was just going to go on with this great career. And now I was just the lowest of the low emotionally, but what have I done? And I called him and I said, Kevin, I think I want to quit. And he said, it was an hour and a half in. And he said, gosh, I've been wondering what took you so long to call. He was just waiting. Why did you, did, did you know that I was going to quit? Well, let me back up two steps. <laughs> this I married, might be a long one, guys. I married Chelsea the woman. Uh, obviously, you're intelligent, talented, uh, humorous, and you know, going on and on and on. <laughs> but, but when you marry someone, you marry that person. You don't necessarily marry their profession. So it often takes you a long time to figure out, well, at least it did for me, it takes a long time to figure out <clears throat> that they're an accomplished professional in addition to that, all those other reasons why you, you married them and live with them and argue with them incessantly. <laughs> we do not argue incessantly. Um, back then we did. But uh, <laughs> um, so, so it takes a while to figure that, that kind of stuff out. And as, as I was, uh, you know, and I was learning. And, you know, by the time that that happened, by the time Kale was born, uh, I, I just saw that the way things were moving and stuff. And I saw how miserable you were with certain aspects of the job. Yeah. Um, parts of the job are your reason for getting up in the morning and other parts of the job are the reason why you completely disconnect when you get home. Yeah. And, good point. Cynthia was one of those people that would cause you to just really not look forward to going to work. So when you did go back to work and you called me an hour and a half later, I was like, come on home, honey, we'll take care of it. Everything will be fine. And then he bought me um, an install bag, um, uh, like this beautiful leather designer bag and, um, you know, tape measure and all the tools. It was so cute. It was so supportive, which, you know, everyone should ask for that. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but you know, then, then after having Kale, you know, he was there, I had my first office upstairs and we had a nanny that would come in a couple days a week. You know, that was my first independent design company. And, you know, I've, I've told all the stories about you know, the, <laughs> the gangster that we, that I designed for. And Kevin went to that wedding with us where everyone looked like they were packing heat. Because and then, they were. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the clients that didn't pay me and that I hadn't gotten a contract for. And so, you know, I'm beating myself up about it emotionally just because, you know, how stupid, but he's been there and he's always been supportive. And, you know, through companies I've worked, you know, with, through consulting, through designing and, skip forward all of these years and he retires from the Navy, you know, which is a very regimented, you go to work with mostly men. It's very gruff and, you know, tip of the spear warrior and you can say what you want you can, but you know, when he retired and then I opened the store, it was just logical. He was going to come work at our store. This would be our business together. He's my chip to the, to Joanna, right? He's, <laughs> And he does so many things here. And I, I often think, how could I ever think of opening this store without him? Like how it would never have worked. Um, but it's also all those years of me coming home at the end of the day, like you said, and whether I'm checking out or I'm trying to tell you how my day went, or I'm trying not to tell you how my day went because who wants to hear about, you know, 
crying because of back-ordered fabric. Like, that's not interesting to anyone else but a designer. <laughs> but he's been there, and now he's in it. And now when we're driving home at the end of the day, he's talking about, you know, leg that was broken on a piece. You know, he'll say, well, universal, you know, I came in and it was damaged. And then I've got to install this mantle. And, um, you know, it's been such a wild ride. So Kevin, now that I have you on the spot, what is the number one biggest surprise that again, all those years you just heard the aftermath of me coming home. Now that you're in it, what's the number one biggest surprise about what this industry is like and you know what my job is like, good or bad? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is it, it's a profession, like any other. Um, you know, obviously, I heard all the stories and everything, and and listened attentively for every <laughs> single one of them uh, over the years. But now, like you said, I'm a part of the equation, and I'm here to see all of that stuff. So when you mention a person or a a, a broken item or just some sort of incident or whatever, I am. I'm an integral part of that, so you don't need the backstory. I'm always, you know, right there, aware of of what you're talking about. So it's a lot more interesting now. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's a, it's a profession, and uh, there there's nuances about it, uh, just like anything else. You know, uh, the only thing I have to compare it to is, is being a professional helicopter pilot. Um, <laughs> and, and, and there's and there's things. Well, no, absolutely, no, no, no. That's my point is um, there's a lot of things, absolutely, flying with your hair on fire is one of the coolest things I've ever done, but that is only a small proportion of what you do. Just like when you deliver that huge reveal to a customer that spent $80,000 and you get them on video and they're crying and they love everything and you know that's the moment that you, that makes the broken furniture legs and the late fabrics and the the delivery driver that shows up early <laughs> so that you can unpack 16 boxes in the rain you know all of that that those are the moments that make the 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 dreary parts um livable so it, it's exactly like being a, a helicopter pilot you know because because doing that had a lot of downsides that were mm -hmm. just terrible um a lot more but, paperwork than people realize <laughs> a lot more paperwork. Uh, it's just a lot of sacrifices. And so those sacrifices, whether you're an interior designer or a helicopter pilot on the tip of the sphere, you, you have upsides and downsides to what you're doing that are exactly the same. It's definitely highs and lows, extreme highs and lows in our career. You bet. Absolutely. We're not a, like, an, I, I, and, you know, I, please forgive any accountants that are out there, but my image of an accountant is a lot of the same every day. It's a lot of, you know, you might have a couple exciting audits, but for the, for the most part, you know, you're doing the same thing but, every day. Where here, but it those is, people, but, uh, it's emotion. There's so much emotion yeah. in this industry. Estrogen. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> well, it's true. That's part of it, too. Well, well it's creative types. Yeah. So. No different than watching a squadron with, you know the the machismo too much too much ego too much testosterone yeah. same I thing i don't miss going to the urinal with a tape measure in my hand anymore <laughs> now it's just who has the best taste who has the best design style who who can make this vignette look the most beautiful right but there's a lot of the same humor in there uh -huh. you know like when karen the other day was you know when those chairs came in and they were big really big <laughs> and we're like are these chairs gonna work with this design and she's like what you mean I didn't look at scale? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. She, she's had a few items for this big project that she just installed that the scale was off. Um, but it still looked beautiful and she lost sleep, but so it was kind of funny. Um, I had seen the design, seen the house. The table was 54 inches round, which is not that big of a dining table. And she bought six beautiful, big, fully upholstered sort of Parsons chairs, but they're really wide. They were more like head chairs, like a captain's chair. And she had six of them. And we were all kind of looking at them and looking at Karen and looking at the chairs and looking at Karen. We didn't have the table in the store anymore. It had been delivered. So, um, and Karen was just freaking out. I mean, she was freaking out. And so I said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So we unwrapped all the chairs, we put them in a circle, and we all, all the designers went and sat in the chair. You know, and here we're just sitting, looking at each other, and we got out a tape measure, sort of spun it around at 54 inches so everyone could see, like, this is where the table would hit. And we're like, this is cozy, Karen. See, this is a nice, intimate dinner. We were laughing. and But it is, it, it is kind of, um, and you're right, I used to see you guys, because it, it isn't, again, it's not a desk job. You're not sitting at a desk all day just shuffling papers. You know, it, it's a it's a interactive. You're you're constantly dealing with space, um, space planning, space you know, space plans, traffic patterns, all of that kind of stuff. You're always up and moving and trying things, and it's definitely an involved career. This is not something you do sitting down. But and that's why you and I have never worked with accountants. <laughs> a lot of similarities between what we've done. The highs, the lows, the the just sheer chaos sometimes, uh-huh. the, the panic, followed by these, you know, rapid situations where you do this, that, and the other thing, and suddenly it all looks wonderful at the end. Um, you know, there's a there's a saying that uh, the hallmark of a professional is someone who makes the difficult look easy and the impossible look attainable, and that's that's absolutely true in this business. There's a reason why you and I have never off, you know, have never became accountants because our personalities aren't that, that we gravitate towards that job. Yeah. You gravitated toward this because you, uh, you excel and you, you love that, that chaos that, that I don't know what I'm doing today <laughs> because X, Y, and Z are going to change at the drop of a hat. Exactly. And I just thought you were going to say, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, no, consummately, you you know exactly what you're doing. Um, and you're able to to roll with those punches. You know, same thing goes for me. You know, you brief a flight, you brief A, B, and C of everything you're going to do on that flight, but never, ever, ever does it ever unfold that way. Yeah. I've never been on a single flight in 11 years of flying where what I briefed was exactly yeah. what happened. There's yeah. always a wrench thrown in there. And some people are not meant to do that. Yes. Just like some people are not meant to to uh, to herd the cats and, and, and take care <laughs> of the designers. chaos associated designers. with designers, right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not drawing any parallels between cats and designers. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we love Karen. Absolutely. But 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 that's yeah. why you know that's why you will never become an accountant. I will never become an accountant because we don't seek the our personalities don't seek those same rewards. And again, no offense to anyone out there that's an accountant. Really, it's just the best analogy of a desk job that is. You know, again, it would be more um, repetitive, right, than what we do. And you're right. I do. I like the excitement. I like the different thing every day. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's really, I want to teach people what it's really like to be a designer. It's not what it is on TV. It's not what you imagined it to be. It's, it's, it's tough 
but it's incredibly rewarding, right? To be a part of someone's family and see them cry because it's so beautiful and they love to live there. And, you know, I honestly, every holiday, I think about all of those families, all of those homes that I've done and their Christmas tree in that room and they're, you know, they're celebrating with their family or birthdays or, and I just am so honored that I got to be a part of that. You know, your home is kind of part of your family. And I mean, it's, re it's really special. It's really um, personal. So here's another thing that we didn't know about Kevin. <laughs> Kevin didn't know about himself. Um, for our grand opening party, and again, at that point, I mean, we knew he was going to help out with the business, but it wasn't, I don't think you really understood you were all in. It was more like just helping me get the store open at the beginning. Things need to be done. Somebody yeah. has to do it. Yeah. Step up and do it. So he had gotten this um, big, really cool flat plank of wood that was, you know, really rough edge. I'm not just talking little live edge. It was really knot holes and, you know, bark still on it. And we were about to have the big party. And I said, you know, knowing Kevin that loves to polish things and sharpen knives and he, you know, he, he's in the Navy, right? And, and he's always been that person. I said, can you sand this down and then put an oil on it so that we could use it as a big charcuterie board and use it to display the food? And he did, and there was so much pride in it. I mean, it was beautiful. I finish things. Yeah, he finishes the wood. Attention to detail has always been an asset. Yes. So we had this big party. It was such a success. We got a huge design project off of it. He sold, because they said, if you can make food look this good, <laughs> I can't imagine what you do for the house. Um, he sold two more of the boards to a caterer, and it snowballed. I mean, he did 38000 in sales last year, just his furniture. Not bad for a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. So he he's now coming to me and I'm having to coach him in in sort of his professional career about how to time manage and how to um, lay out the projects and, um, you know, how to prioritize the projects based on the customer and when they've ordered it and, the, you know, the timeline of their remodel. and But he's doing beautiful live edge mantles and shelves and tables and console tables and coffee tables. And now he is doing full-blown dining tables and they're gorgeous. And the coolest part is the way we've gotten tons of our clients, the way he's gotten all of his clients, the back of our store has a big roll-up door and we have a huge wood shop downstairs and you know all of his tools. It's 3,000 square feet downstairs. It's a lot of storage. So he's got the big live edge planks and boards and things downstairs. And he brings them up, rolls up the roll-up door. He's got some sawhorses out back. And he sands. He sands and he sands and he sands and he sands. And then he's polishing and he's very, you know, you know, staining and waxing. And, and it's in our parking lot. So people might just be walking by. And he starts up a conversation and starts talking. He says, you really need to go in the store. You need to go look at that. And we always tease him because... He knows so much about wood scientifically because that was his, his degrees, microbiology and organic chemistry. And uh, so he loves the science behind wood. And so, you know, when someone's interested in a table or in a piece, he will teach them everything about the piece. Like this is spalting and this is, da, 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 and then this is, you know, and this is the maple and it's a hard, you know, he, he goes, and they're usually, I mean, sometimes I've apologized, but they're usually just, you know, enraptured in, in what he's saying because he's a great teacher and he, and he knows his stuff. He, he's definitely got a 20 pound head. Um, and, but it brings people in. I mean, we get more clients. People will say, yeah, this person told me to come in. It turns out it was Kevin back in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> 
But that's been fun for you. Like, I don't think, I don't think if, I mean, if you were, again, we're just downstairs doing all this, this wouldn't be the job for you. No, I've never been shy. No. Yeah. I know. We're a good fit, right? I almost didn't date him because um, no one else I had met talked more than me, but he does. That's a tall order to fill, yes, by the way. Yes, it is. So, but, but I love it because that's what's made me successful all these years is the, my ability to connect with people and I educate them and tell them why I'm designing what I'm designing and why we're choosing things. Whether they want to know it or not. Exactly. And you do the same thing. And it's been great. I mean, it's, our store is incredibly successful because of that, right? I wouldn't say incredibly, but we're tracking in the right direction. Yes. Keeping fingers crossed. Keep doing what we're doing. He, yeah. He's not the uh, the realist that I am. He's a little more pessimistic. I was going to say optimist. <laughs> but I knew you were. <laughs> um, so what, Kevin, what is the install? Is the is that your favorite part so far no, in this industry? No, not What's at all. your favorite part? Um, really just producing the, the piece. Um, and then... While I'm doing that, the hours and whatnot of doing it, realizing or trying to anticipate what the customer's response is going to be and how they'll like it. And, you know, obviously, you know, as a professional, you notice all the flaws and stuff that you do um, and you hope that the customer does, they won't. They don't. They don't notice the things that you notice because they don't follow, you know, but so what's, what's excellent to you is, is perfect to them. And uh, I enjoy delivering that. I enjoy delivering something that, that they're proud of. Um, one of the coolest things I did was I, uh, and it's so minor, but it, it stands out of my mind. I did some live edge shelves for a customer and they, uh, there were some knots in it and the, the knots were right on the, the outer edge of, of the live edge, which is, you know, what, what you're looking at. That's why you're getting it because there's a texture difference there. And I had polished those knots they looked like agates. They were beautiful. Just looked like a like a cut geode or a cut agate that's polished on the edge of a piece of wood. And the customer mentioned, "Wow, I you know they just couldn't stop rubbing it and looking at it." <laughs> and they said, "You know, when I pass by this every day, and it was in their kitchen, when I pass by this every day, I I just feel the need to touch it as I as I walk by." And to me, that was that was a huge. Uh, it felt really good to to do something that somebody else appreciates that level of, of obsession. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, it's, it's kind of like, you know, saying that I, I love to think of my designs in someone's home and that they're living there, that they're, it's making them happy. Something I've done is bringing them joy every day. Well, I've never been able to do that. You know, every, I don't know. Uh, you know, not to bag on people that do routine things for a living, but a lot of being in the Navy or, or just being in the military or, and especially flying, it's, it's rote things it's you must do the same thing every day because consequences of make mistakes yeah. are you know mother nature is not very forgiving um and when you but anyway um so so i i put myself in that group of people that did routine things over and over and over and this time for the first time in my life i'm actually able to create something from something that i appreciate i appreciate wood i i you know, always been kind of a, you know, botanist and scientist at heart. And so knowing all the science behind the wood and then manipulating that to, to bring out the beauty of it and then put it in someone's home is hugely satisfying for me. But, um, and there was a, there was a really poignant point to this and <laughs> I don't remember what it is right now, but, uh, why don't you take over? <laughs> It is, oh, oh, my point yeah. is, is that I've never been able to do that. 
And so I'm finally able to do that now. And it's very, very rewarding. It's kind of mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a, it's a new chapter. Well, you and I are both givers. We like to make people happy and to, to create things for them. And, and this is the perfect, I mean, that is why I love designing, right? All these years. What's the worst thing that you've discovered, like being a designer that you didn't realize? Like what, if you're, you know, again, I'm trying to be real to people so they know what's the good and the bad of being a designer. One of the, one of the, um, one of the things I don't appreciate about it is the fact that your customers are not, they're not uh, a homogenous group of people. They are just as different (laughs) as, as everyone. And there's, there's folks in there that choose to, choose to concentrate on things that either are outside of your control, uh-huh. which is really, really frustrating because y- you know, you, you're trying to manage their expectation of something and they're fixated on something that's not part of your profession. You, you can't control the ships coming across the Pacific from, you know, from manufacturing points. You can't control, uh, you know, the, the, the fabric that was being used and how this lot is different from that lot and stuff. And so, so when people fixate on those things that are outside of your control, it's obviously hugely frustrating because, you know, you're, you're in the business of trying to manage their expectations and deliver something that they are enthralled with and they're choosing to be unhappy or, or pick on something that you can do absolutely nothing yeah. about. Well, they take it out on you too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, no, no, it's your fault that it didn't yeah. show up on time and it's your fault that uh you know the 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 furniture leg is cracked because somebody in the shipping chain dropped it on its corner a little too hard or something like that and and you have to you have to roll with that and that's a really that's a really crappy place to be it is it's hard because again we are givers you know we're trying to make people happy and when it is out of our control it's not something that we've done and we can you can only apologize so many times or you know, give them a heads up. I mean, perfect example. We got this, um, it's a really cute little buffet with a Carrera marble top and we've waited for four or five months for it. It's been a long time and it came in cracked the top. And we thought at first we thought, Oh, I think it looks good. I think it looks good. And we're putting everyone's, you know, putting the top on. And then someone notices, Oh, oh nope, there's a little crack. And then, Two we, cracks. yeah, then we saw another crack. So, you know, it's, it is, it's, it's because, because that install is the highlight you know, that's, that's the high point where the adrenaline's going and the people are seeing it and you do the unveil and ta-da, and they're you know, loving their space. That's the coolest part about this job. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's like, it's like giving someone a present, you know, a birthday present. You know, you've nailed it. You've picked the best thing. They're just going to love it. And you're watching them unwrap it and you get to see the look on their face. And we were getting excited for that. And oh, it's cracked. How long are we going to have to wait for a new one? So it, it puts that excitement, the good part of our job on hold Oh, it, Again. it totally negates a lot of it, actually, because yeah. you're not revealing it all at one time. Yeah. You're having this piecemeal. Which you know we're never supposed to do. Right. That's, that's what I teach. Don't do that because then they pick out every little detail. Well, so that's all you don't have see, a choice sometimes. I know, exactly. Yeah, so it is. It's that up and down emotion, you know, that um, it, it is. It's hard. It's hard. But you have to just keep remembering the good things, you know, why you're in it, why... You love, and, and I'm, it's been kind of fun seeing him, um, when he first started making the furniture and he was so excited, right? And he made his first table, his console <laughs> table. Hey, we all start somewhere, honey. Don't worry. And it was beautiful, but really, really long. <laughs> and he said, I measured the sofa. 
I said, yeah, but that was a sectional. Like you measured the long end of a sectional. So it was really long. And we did. It was just an eight and a half foot console. Come on. <laughs> it was really big. 102 inches. No big deal. <laughs> and, and so again, having to explain that there are standards in our industry. I mean, it's not a hard and fast rule. You know, we can be 63, 62, 61. But not 103. But yeah, not 103. Um, but just because there's not that many houses that can fit in. It did, finally. Found a home. You know, there's always there's there's always a home for everything. But it's just going to take you longer to find a special home or something like that. Um, or the height of a table. And, you know, at first, I know. And again, we're all, we all are, um, you know, a slave to our ego at some point. It, it's, it's always going to affect how we react to something, whether to criticism or, or to compliments. And so if I was giving what I consider constructive criticism about, you know, that's a little high for a coffee table. Well, that's how I made it. <laughs> okay, well, well, there is a standard there. And so that was a little learning curve. And, you know, fine, I'm, you know, and I teach by analogies. So I'm always using these analogies like, listen, if I was going to go and become a helicopter pilot and I had to join a squadron, I would want your help. I would, I would ask you, like, tell me if I'm screwing up. Tell me if I'm doing it wrong. I mean, I'm trying to learn as fast as I can, but I need to know. And But Kevin, not so much. He's very <laughs> autonomous. He wants to, like, I've got this. I can do it. And so it's been great to see even that, like, you're a little bit of your ego because we're working as a team. It is a creative. Um, and it's just that I've been doing this for so long. I mean, this is that job that he never saw me do. He just kind of heard about it at the end of the day, but well, I knew you were exceptional. Yeah, but you didn't know how much went into it. The uh, little absolutely. detail, absolutely, absolutely. No, there's there's one thing to know that's you know, well, the same thing. You know, when when I would accomplish something at work, sure, you knew that that was above and beyond, but you didn't understand the nuts and bolts of what went went behind it. Yeah, well, I flew a simulator once, and it was not a pretty sight. So I had lots of respect for what you <laughs> did for a living, but. Um, you know, with, with design, it's different. And again, because every day is different. Every piece is different. Every, every customer is different. Thanks, <laughs> you owe me a Coke. Coke. <laughs> We've been married a long time. Um, but it has been sort of fun to, you know, at first it was challenging. And we butt heads a little. And is this really the thing to do? I mean, I know a lot of designers that do go into work with their husbands. You know, they think, oh, this will be easy. We get along in our marriage. Why not in our work? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um but it, it, there were some growing pains and it took a little time, you know, for me to back off and to let you kind of make some mistakes and figure some things out and for you to let... I made mistakes. Yeah. And for you to, to, you know, that it was okay if you did make mistakes and that if I was telling you something, it wasn't because I was trying to be critical. It's because I know this industry. Um, so that, that's been huge. I mean, but it's been two years now. I mean, we've been, we've opened the store. Well, what Two else years. is what else is huge is the space downstairs that I escape to <laughs> and work on wood. <laughs> That's true. We really we go through the day. We we see each other in passing, and we drive to work together, and we drive home, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Commu commuting with your spouse is is tip top. Who would have thought that it'd bring us closer? Like we have more fun now. Except when you're. Complaining about my driving habits. Yeah, well, that's hey, honey. The podcast is only so long, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's been a great learning for our marriage, for our relationship, for the family. Well, we don't have know? to explain to each other our day exactly because we're always on the same sheet. I mean, obviously, there's things that happen to me downstairs while I'm working with something, and I'll be frustrated about it, and I'll you know 
complain about it for a moment. And Chelsea will sit there and nod and pretend like she's paying attention. <laughs> and then, and then she'll tell me about some customer that she dealt with on the, on the customer service side of the aspect where something didn't come in or she's being, you know, lambasted about why uh, things from China are taking so long to get here or whatever. And I'm pretending to pay attention to that story, but it is awesome that we get to co commute together, uh, kind of work in the same building. I'm, I wouldn't say we work together. We just work. Yeah, really. We're busy next to each other. And I, I think if you hadn't found the wood thing, oh, it would be I, a totally different. I might be miserable. Because <laughs> there's a lot of distasteful things that goes along with being a, a, a small business owner. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've am i absolutely seen my share of cardboard for many, many, many lifetimes. Oh, and styrofoam. I've, styrofoam. Unpacking. I, He's our shipping and receiving. I could go my whole life and never see another poly, piece of polystyrene again. Yeah. I mean, it is. And we're so grateful. I mean, again, it's those things that I didn't realize I needed that it, I could never have done this without. I mean, it isn't just the heavy lifting, right? We are often like, Kevin, can you, can you lift this? Kevin, can you hang this up? Um but it's just the other – he is better at repetitive tasks. He is better at the daily housekeeping and making sure things are clean and picked up where I'm like, you know, a creative artist whirlwind that stuff everywhere. You need to have Jill here for the podcast. Oh, Jill, our office manager. Because it's yeah, true. It's I true. Will. Designers are a bunch of creative types. And so when you get them all together, they're, you know, constantly – they're focusing on a thousand things at once, but they're not focusing on the same things over and over <laughs> and over. So those those repetitive tasks will have a tendency to fall through the cracks yes. with people who aren't routine oriented and and yes, routine is that's that's the perfect word for it. Yeah, because there is a big part of that, you know. And again, designers see the they think of you know I'm going to be a designer and be so creative, and my client's going to you know choose everything that I've selected, and they're going to love everything and it's going to be so easy and that's all I have to do. But, you know, 80% of design is the business side, is the ordering, is the tracking, is, you know, getting the numbers right, getting the pricing right, you know, all of that kind of stuff. The creativity is such a small part of it. Maybe that's why we get so excited, you know, we're well, talking about like it. Like I said, it's like everything, you know, the, even the coolest job in the world has, you know, that cool high thing that you do, but man, there's a lot of drudgery that goes in, in behind that. Yeah. Um, regardless of what it is. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.